Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show on the Believe Podcast Network. I am joined today by the great Nick Kreider of Believe, co-host of The Charity Stripe. Did I just say that right? Of course you did. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I've had a, you guys, I have driven today. I mean, I didn't drive. I had Nick Wagoner from ESPN drive, but um, bless his heart. It was so nice of him to drive me here. But we drove from Charlotte to West Virginia after covering the Panthers game yesterday, 49ers Panthers game, the 49ers practice here all week, and then we go to Atlanta. So I wouldn't say I'm clicking on all cylinders today, but I think I'm clicking on enough of them to get through the podcast. You're, yeah, it, it will be good. I, I think I have a lot of confidence. This is, I think, our fourth time together or third time together. I don't remember, but I think I should be getting like a, a jacket soon, right? Like how they do an SNL, like for returning yes. cast members. Oh my gosh, we should totally do jackets. I'm all in on this idea. I mean, I know that you've already made your bedazzled Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts jacket, but maybe we can figure out like a happy medium where I get a bedazzled jacket or hoodie or something. If you're willing for it to be bedazzled, I can make it happen even faster. Like the the request <laughs> for the bedazzlement just makes this more and more of a possibility. As long as there's it's not Dodgers bedazzle. I mean we can settle on something else, but I, I can I can I can deal with some flash. We could have a little flash, a little TTSS Tracy Sandler show yeah. returning guest bedazzlement. I'll, I'll wear wear it on on one of my nights that I DJ and then you know have the lights hit it and it can shine extra bright. I love everything you're saying right now. And I'm very excited about the future here. That's why we're homies. And that is why we're homies, despite the fact that we are at baseball odds this week. And we are going to get to that. But I will just start by letting everyone know, in case you forgot from the last time Nick was on the show, Nick is a big fan of the San Diego Padres, who will be meeting my my Los Angeles Dodgers. I've now made them mine. My Los Angeles Dodgers this week in the NLDS, which... I won't be going to because as mentioned at the top of the pod, I'm in West Virginia and it's really breaking my heart. Take me home, West Virginia. It's never rained more true, huh? It really has never rained more true. It is like devastating to me. And I realized it a month or so ago. It was actually, I think even before football season started where I was like, oh my God, the NLDS will be that week. And I'm you'll just... You'll literally not be in the state of California for any of these games, even if it goes the distance, because game five would be presumably played on Sunday. Yep. So I will not be in the state of California for any of these games, which is why my sweet, wonderful boys in blue need to win the series so that I can be reunited with them next week at the NLCS. (laughs) So I think you should root for that for me. Me personally? Yes, you personally. Hmm. I'm going to pass on that one. Well, it was a nice try. It's a hard pass. It was a good try, though. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 
Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Before we get into Dodgers Padres, which we are really, we are going to get into Dodgers Padres here. But before we get into Dodgers Padres, I want to share some 49ers news. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL. Nick has very strong feelings about the coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, Brandon Staley. So I want him to be able to air those out on today's episode. But I'm just going to start with a little bit of 49ers news for everybody in case you missed it. Kyle Shanahan confirmed on Monday that cornerback Emmanuel Mosley did indeed tear his ACL in Sunday's game with the Panthers, which is a huge blow to the team and a really huge blow to Emmanuel Mosley, who was having truly a stellar season on Sunday, kind of one of the games of his life, returning home to North Carolina. He had a pick six. It was the first touchdown of his career. He had two PBUs. He had two tackles and just a devastating injury for him in a contract year. So just so sad. Kyle Shanahan did say that the 49ers are very committed to bringing him back and they absolutely want to have him back. So, you know, that will be good for him. But uh, it was just, that was a really tough one and tough blow for the team whose defense has been stellar. And part of the reason is because the secondary is so much better with the addition of Charvarius Ward and then having Emmanuel Mosley on the other side playing at such a high level is tough. They have depth there. Jason tough. Barrett, we're bringing it back to San Diego. Uh, it is tough. It's it's really tough. Jason Barrett, yeah. your former guy, is coming back from injury. Probably won't be ready to start this week, maybe in a couple weeks. I could certainly see the 49ers rotating uh, with him around. They have rookie Samuel Womack. They have Diamandor Lenore, who's been playing nickel. They could put him on the outside, put Womack at nickel. They have Ambry Thomas, go blue. So they have depth, but this is a huge loss for the team and for Andy Mosley. Yeah, it really sucks. I mean, this year, of course, you've seen a lot of injuries throughout the league, but you never want to see guys go down, especially in a contract year. It's going to lose him some money, obviously. But, um, you know, you talked about how well the secondary is playing. It all starts with a good foundation. And that's that D-line sacking the Panthers six times last week. The week before that, sacking Matt Stafford seven times. Man, that D-line's ferocious. And of course, you know, Nick Bosa ailing a little bit with a groin injury, similar to his brother who's got a groin injury. Mm-hmm. And now there's something going on the Bo- the Bosa family tree. I don't know what's going on with the groins. Um, but yeah, I, I really think that the defense is, is making a tremendous step this year. And that's why I think they're the favorite to win this division. Um, you know, all... All offense aside with Jimmy G taking over. And honestly, I hate to say it, but this the Niners got better with Jimmy G playing. And of course, I don't want Trey Lance, you know, hurt. I never want anyone to get hurt. But as you can see, I mean, they're winning games. They're winning quality games. And Jimmy G's the guy. And they're they should feel lucky that they kept him and, and didn't trade him anywhere. They definitely it is one of the great advertisements for insurance ever is having Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster and it, they are very, very lucky to have him. You did bring up Nick Bosa and the groin injury. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said he'll be reevaluated Wednesday, had the 49ers practice Monday. Nick would not have been good to go. So definitely want to keep an eye on that one, especially with Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw both having missed the last two games. So D-line is a place where they have depth, but if you are without three of your top players, you're going to have a problem, but we'll kind of see how the week progresses on Armstead Kinlaw and see where Bosa is on Wednesday. Also on Sunday, Jimmy Ward broke his hand on the first play of the game. He had just come back from IR 
with a hamstring injury. He broke his hand. He's having surgery on Tuesday. And then they'll have to evaluate and see if he could, in fact, play with a cast. And then yeah, he's going clubbing. He's going. I mean, it's just I mean, and it's just the injuries on this team. And, and we'll get to that generally over the last several weeks. And then Robbie Gold has a knee contusion and he will also be evaluated on Wednesday. But it is football and this happens to teams. And I think, you know, sometimes I feel like it only happens to this team. I think I'm so ingrained in this team. It feels that way. But it, this the injuries they've had over the last several years, it, it does seem like a lot. And this season, mm-hmm. they have lost somebody significant every single week. Two people for the season and multiple others for like two months at a time. I feel like I used to feel like I was a really good expert on high ankle sprains because that used to be what everybody got on this team. Now it's MCLs and it feels like there were no MCLs yesterday, but it feels like every week Shanahan says so-and-so has an MCL injury similar to so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. So so we can all say, oh yeah, they'll be out two months. So it's just been kind of, it's just kind of crazy. And I know it's football, but it does seem bizarre. It does, you know, and look, I know that you see it from the 49ers perspective, but I'm used to that with my chargers as well. They had eight guys in the ESPN top 100 to start the season. And I think five of them were injured for significant time. Keenan Allen hasn't played since week one. Of course, you had Justin Herbert go down with those that rib injury, but he continued to play through it. You mentioned Joey Bosa, Nick's brother, out with a groin injury. Um, we're lost for Sean Slater. They're, they're left, all pro left, left tackle. You know, it's Corey Lindsley, the center, who was an all pro last year as well. So it, it's not just, I, I feel like people hone in on their specific team, but it just seems like it's the NFL. You know, I mean, we're coming through that time now where, you know, we're heading into uh, week six. And this is the time where guys, you know, they haven't played so many games in a row. You know, they're used to just, the workouts in the off season in the summer and then doing the short preseason. Now you're kind of getting to the grunt of things where the body starts to break down a little bit. And so, you know, training staffs have to be super on high alert just throughout this, this rest of the period, just because you want to make sure that all the guys are as healthy as possible. And a lot of as well, it's the coaching needs to, you know, consider some load management for some guys during practice and evaluating how they're, you know, being handled throughout the, throughout the weeks. So you never want to see you guys get hurt, but you know, I don't I don't necessarily think that the Niners are the only one, you know. I think you're right. It's just this is it's the NFL. It's just been interesting over the last several years, but I think it just it is kind of is is what it is. You mentioned Keenan Keenan Allen though, and I would like to discuss his Sunday tweet. Oh yeah. Um, it seems he agrees with you on the coach. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you share with the audience who probably yeah. saw nonetheless well, what, what happened on Sunday. So we'll start with the tweet. The, the tweet was, WTF are we doing? <laughs> In the context, the Chargers were up by two points <clears throat> with less than two minutes to go. And the Browns did not have their timeouts left. And they were in their own territory. So they basically need to punt the ball, give it back to J- Jacoby Brissett, and kill some clock. And Jacoby Brissett has to drive the full field to get in field goal range. It was fourth and two. They decide to go for it instead. The old fourth and Staley mantra, which I hate at this point. <laughs> and they don't convert. And they give the Browns an opportunity to get in field goal range by like seven yards with like a full minute 30. Now, luckily, Staley got lucky and their kicker got in field goal range, but still missed the field goal, the game winner. But I'm thinking to myself, if you need to fire this guy on the spot, 
you know, I, I almost wish that he banged that field goal. So, you know, the fire was lit under the seat. And clearly, Keenan Allen, who was on the field, he was watching the game at home because he's been hurt, as we mentioned, felt the same way. He even said in the next tweet, he was like, I'm glad we made that, but man, oh man, oh man. Like, you know, your players have not fully bought into that, I guess, that theme of what Staley's doing. And I've heard that on multiple accounts that these players haven't bought into his culture, which is alarming. And I think a lot of people are calling for his head and and they're not wrong to. Yes, they've got three wins, but say what? Is this year two for Staley or year three? This is year two. Okay. So he's still under 500 as a head coach. Well, I mean, you know, Shanahan at the moment is exactly 500 as a head coach. And it is a little bit different. He came in, and I only say that I'm not defending Joe Staley. I mean, Joe Staley, sorry. See, the 49ers. Brandon Staley. uh, Because I I don't have a a reason to really defend or not defend him. Mm -hmm. But that stat at this point, he's only year two. You know, Shanahan came in, had to rebuild. Right. Really- I correct myself. I'm, I'm, he's 12 and 10, actually. Okay. So he is over 500. But I think that's just something to keep in mind. Like with Shanahan, you know, he had the first year was, you know, started 0 and 9, but they were completely rebuilding the team. The second year, Jimmy gets right. third this is, in week three. This is a, this this is a great team. You know? Know? Yeah. So it's, so the, the win loss, it obviously matters, but there all, always needs to be context. I think Brandon Staley is, pretty early in his coaching career. And I also will say this, and again, I'm not as ingrained in the Chargers. The 49ers will be playing the Chargers in about a month, but I'm not as ingrained in the Mm -hmm. Chargers. But the way bad teams stay bad is to change coaches over and over again. And so I think they've got to give him another year. I hate to say that. Yeah, (laughs) I feel you. But every coach that, that the Chargers have had since North Turner, Mike McCoy, first-year head coach. Anthony Lynn, first-year head coach. Now Staley, first-year head coach. I'm done with the first-year head coaches getting their opportunities. Go out and get a proven winner, a guy who is used to managing teams, a guy who who has through and through just a head coach and doesn't come from one side of the ball, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Go out and get Sean Payton. He wants a job. He's the best guy on the market, and this will be the best job on the market if the Chargers were to vacate that position. You got the young quarterback and Justin Herbert. You've got all those all pros, like I mentioned, on that defense and the offense. It's a sexy destination, especially living in LA as well. I think that's true, uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the Chargers, they just can't help but charger, no offense. But I think... We're cursed. I mean, it is, it's like, it's unbelievable. But we'll be interesting to see how they finish out the season and what happens in the AFC West, because the Raiders don't seem to be doing a lot. We're recording this before Monday night football, but no matter what happens on Monday night football, and I can take a pretty big guess as to what will happen Monday night football against the chiefs. I don't think the Raiders doing a lot. The Broncos certainly do not look great in any way, shape or form their wins. Even they look pretty terrible. So it's really the chiefs, but the chargers should be giving them a run. So we'll just kind of be interesting to see now. Granted, the Chargers do have, as we talked earlier, so many injuries right now. But I think the thing we always yep. have to do is look and see what's going on in November and what's going on in December. And then we'll have a much better idea kind of how things are going to play out. But I don't think they should Definitely. fire Staley early. this week. I no, know. I mean, look, I'm not calling... I, that was the fan in me, but 
who are you going to replace him with this season? It's still a competitive team. You have to give yourself the best possible chance to go out there and win. Look, if he goes around and turns, turn this team around and they pop off for, you know, six straight wins or, you know, they go off on a big win streak and they make it to the playoffs. Maybe they win a division. I'm thinking differently. It's what have you done for me lately? But just from all of the inexperienced decisions that he's made so far, it's been alarming. Yeah, that's fair. We'll see how we'll just see how it plays out, but it it will be it will be curious to see. And as guys come back and guys get healthy, kind of how the Chargers play out. But we do have a game in about a month, 49ers Chargers. So Sunday night. Sunday night, a Sunday night football game. So that should be an interesting one for that sure. one is that one's in San Francisco, right? It is. It is up in the bay. Levi's Stadium. Awesome. So the bay. the bay. So it'll be it should be a fun one, actually. That really actually that should be a really really good game this is non-related to the play of course but i think those uniform clashes it's gonna be nice that that like powder blue on oh that, yeah that four nine a golden red i love it well there's some of the it's some of the best uniform colors in the nfl with these two teams i have to say definitely and some definitely. of the best uniforms so uh it'll be that you're right that will be a beautiful uniform night for prime time i like it'll that. pop it'll, you know what it will pop. cameras ready <laughs> everybody get it going because Yes, it will pop. Well, I'm excited for that. Now I'm even more excited. Maybe we'll get your bedazzled jacket by then, too, that you can wear. For some lightning bolts? Yes, I'll put lightning bolts in the jacket for you. I won't put Padres on it, but I'll put lightning bolts in the jacket for you. Okay, I'll take that. I think that even looks... I don't know if I'd go for brown bedazzlement. I think maybe charger lightning bolts look better for for bedazzling. I agree. I agree with that assessment. I just think it's just science. That is, you know what? That is science. You can't argue with science. It is yeah. what it is. So I think yeah. you're right. So let's let's switch gears because bum, bum, bum. we are going to week six of the NFL and that's important at all. But it's time for playoff baseball. And <laughs> as hey, what I, are you talking about? We've we've been in playoff base, baseball. You guys haven't played a meaningful game in two months. Uh, that's probably, that's true. And they've not played any game in a week though. They were scrimmaging against themselves, which was smart to kind of stay. Well, let me ask, let me ask you, does that worry you that they have had so much time off and that they haven't had really meaningful games and kind of, it's going to be hard to click back into gear. Don't you think? No, I don't. (laughs) I think, I think first of all, they were so hot at the end of the season uh, that I'm actually looking up as we talk to the NLC, NLDS Dodgers roster. Because I think right when we were starting to record, it hadn't, and it, maybe it still hasn't, maybe it's still not up entirely. When does it have to be up by? The it roster? Might not, it might not, um, yeah, the, ro- the Dodgers roster. And they'd probably have to get it in by tonight. I, had to guess. I would imagine. I know they just announced their game one and game two starters. For a while, yes. no one knew who they were starting. Game one, Julio Urias, and number game two, Clayton Kershaw. Yes. So Which that that's is, the right move. That is the oh, right. Oh, here move. we go. What might the starting lineups look like? All right. Well, we that would those are that's definitely the right move. But we'll get to that in a second. So I think with the Dodgers, yes, they they were so hot and they just kept winning games at the end of the season. That no, I don't think it, that doesn't worry me. I know in baseball it is all about momentum and and playing every day. And so the week off, but I think they were smart to do the scrimmage. I think in their case too, it'll be nice for them to have a little bit. You know, they, there's the rest factor. But at the end of the day, it's the kind of thing that if the Dodgers win the series and it's going to be like, Oh, it was so nice that they had the week off. And if they lose the series, it's going to be like, see if something, yeah, yeah. so yeah. you know, it all hindsight. It was, it totally. And you know, I look back at last season with the Dodgers and the playoffs and 
you know, kind of to your point on terms of playing meaningful baseball, they were really fighting towards until the very, very last game of the season with the Giants for the division. They lose the division by one game, but in fighting with the Giants for the division, they also lose Clayton Kershaw and Max Muncy because right. there was no opportunity to, to rest their starters. Then they have to play what I always call the ridiculous, you know, while you win and you're in playoff game, which is, I say ridiculous because they had the second best record in all of baseball. And had they lost that game, that was it for them, which is, you know, kind of crazy. So they changed that this year. So then they had to play that game. Then they had the NLDS against the Giants, which went five games. So by the time they got to the NLCS, spent. they were spent and they yeah. had all these injuries they were dealing with. And so many, everything, every day was something new, like on the pitching staff. And it was just kind of a mess. So there's something to be said this year for having a little bit easier time of it, mm-hmm. which is the benefit of, you know, winning that many games. But, you know, it's funny. I was rooting for the Padres because the the Dodgers didn't play as well against the Mets this season. And they played really well against the Padres, but the Padres are hot. And I do think it's going to be a really good series. Yeah, well, I honestly think you'd match up better against the Mets just because of the fact that... And look, they had a they had a good season against you, but they're ailing or they were ailing. Now now they really? can rest up for forever. Yeah. Um, but like Scherzer, I feel like he's been hurt. DeGrom didn't look like himself, you know, these last few few weeks. Um, their lineup just hadn't been hitting that much. I just think you match up better against them. But the Padres, if there's one thing about it, it's the momentum is there. There's more fuel added to the fire. Yes, you guys own us 15 to 4 this season, but that just gives you know, the Padres more momentum and I think more fuel. And obviously we know the matchups better than you would have known the Mets, but um, I guess we'll see. It, it, are the superstars going to come to play? That's really what's going to come down to, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got a lot of guys in your lineup that hit under 200. So, you know, if some of those guys come alive, then I feel like it's game over, right? If Cody Bellinger's hitting, if Muncy's hitting, if Gallo starts to hit, like we're going to have a really tough time. But then you have the reverse as well. The Padres had a guy in Trent Grisham who was hitting 184 this season, who was the star of the series against the Mets. He popped off for two home runs and he was on base every single time in game three and was playing stellar defense, looking like Barry Bonds out there. So um, it just really depends on who gets hot at the right time. And that's why, you know, with the momentum that we had shutting out the, the Mets in that last game, they only got one hit against us. It's a really great time. There's the no ben- time like the present. The benefit, I think, for the teams with the buys were, though, that the Padres had to use a bunch of pitchers this weekend. And yeah. that, I think, becomes... I do think we'll see how that all plays out, but that can become a benefit. I mean, if I'm the Dodgers, and this is just a suggestion, I'm not an expert, I think it would really behoove them to win these first two games before they of really course. get into that pitching staff. Of course. Well, now, will Darvish pitch game two? Who's pitching game two for the Padres? Um, I assume it's Darvish because that's just regular four-day rest yeah, since he pitched on Friday. So I think he'd be in line to start. Clevenger for sure, game one, um, who the Dodgers have owned all season. He's got a 9.69 ERA against the Dodgers this season. But, you know, it just takes one, one game to bounce back. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I mean, obviously we pitched three games it would have been nice to win two games. So we'd have that Sunday off to, to rest Joe Musgrove and then he can be the game one starter. But the starters that did go against, against the Mets, they went deep. 
So we didn't burn a lot of our bullpen arms, which I think that could be a telling sign for the for how this series goes, right? Like Kimbrell has not been pitching well, so he might not even be your closer. I don't he, know that he's he's, he may not even be on the postseason roster. There you go. Let alone closer. So, yeah, I mean, the good sign is that we've been able to give our guys not short rest. It's it's a regular, you know, system, a regular schedule that they're kind of adhering to right now. In the bats, I mean, you're right. It's if people get hot, you know, at the right time. The thing with those that Dodger lineup, if the bats are hot, if four guys are hot, honestly, if five guys are hot, it is game over. There's just too yeah. much talent. And when too you much go firepower. To the, there's so much firepower. And you said the magic word earlier. I should have some sort of like button on this podcast. But anytime someone says <laughs> Cody the Ballinger, magic, everything magic is name. <laughs> it's like the magic name. You said Cody Ballinger. And my man Cody really can come alive in the playoffs and be super clutch when he needs to be. <laughs> I like to call him Cody Clutch. And I am just really hoping that that happens for my guy because I think everybody knows how much I love him. And I really want him to do well in the playoffs. Oh, that's for so my sweet. Little speech, oh, my Cody. My sweet Cody. I will have you guys also know that I have packed a variety of Dodger gear for this week in West Virginia and Atlanta. Just because here was my thinking. And I think any fan listening to this podcast will appreciate it. What if I'm wearing something and it's not working and then I didn't bring anything else? Then who, ah, if they, the superstition. Would it be if they lost, that would be mine. The good old superstition. I mm-hmm. feel you. Good old you superstition. Know, you know what I've realized about my Padres apparel that for my superstitions is the jerseys don't work. It's the mm-hmm. t-shirts that have been working yeah. for me. Anytime yeah. I wear a Padres t-shirt, that's when they get the win. But I, when I wear a jersey, they lose. Then I hope you wear a jersey for the rest of the week. <laughs> 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 well, I will also this this will give you some peace too that I have not seen the Padres win a game live this season. Every time I've seen them in person, they've lost. So mm. going to the game on Tuesday, courtesy mm-hmm. of you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, and yeah, so if that continues, then uh, I know why you gave me those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just see how the game. I'm not saying anything until the game is over. <laughs> we can we can discuss what happens there, but we'll see. So we got Julio Arias game one, Clayton Kershaw game two. Uh, interestingly enough, Walker Bueller, who's recovering from Tommy, Tommy John surgery, will throw out the first pitch in game two. Sadly, he can't actually pitch, which just is heartbreaking on a mm. variety of levels. Uh, but, you know, I'm looking for my man Mookie, my man Freddie, Trey, Will Smith. <laughs> I mean, this is a good lineup. I mean, Oh, is it? Is it's, it a good lineup? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. It's like the best lineup ever con- constructed. <laughs> it's it really maybe the best lineup ever constructed. And then my feeling is on the pitching, because it is the pitching, not the starting pitching. It's the bullpen that makes me nervous. The injuries to starting pitchers is an issue, but it's the bullpen that really makes me nervous. And by the same token, though, if the lineup is hot, it's not really going to matter, but they are going to figure out who's who's closing and, they got, they got stuff. And when the rosters actually come out, we'll see who's on it, who is healthy enough to be on it from the bullpen because there are a lot of question marks there. So mm-hmm. we shall see. But in a five-game series, you know, it is... It's. I, I feel oh. like in some ways, is it? I guess it's not easier, but you could be, put your three best pitchers out in, in theory. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think it's advantageous to the Padres to play the Dodgers in a shorter series. Right, because you only got to beat them three times compared to beating them four times in a seven-game series if you were to meet them in the NLCS. So 
that's where I give the competitive edge to the Padres because, as you can see, and they've got you Darvish, they've got Joe Musgrove, and Blake Snell has done really well against the Dodgers all season. Mine, you know, he didn't pitch that great in the wild card game, but that just could be a matchup issue. Um, so if we're rolling out our three best pitchers, I mean, I'd like our odds, but um, if it was a seven-game series, I'd be a lot more scared. You Darvish does not always pitch great at Dodger Stadium, though, so I hope he is the game two starter. He has not pitched great at Dodger Stadium, but he has pitched great just as of late. He was the NL player of the month of September. He's really just commanded his ball correctly. And I think he's locked in. You know, when a guy's locked in, there's not much you can do. It doesn't, doesn't matter who you play. Mm, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. I cannot, I cannot agree with the comment based on the context around the comment. You see what I'm saying? So... I would love to agree with it, but based on the context, I can't. Which I, I feel you. I can. I think you can understand. Um, all right. So, are we going to like make a prediction on this series? <laughs> if we want to, I mean, we, I think I know what you're going with. And I think you know what I'm going with. I think it's just a matter of how many games we think it'll take. I think Padres in four. I think Dodgers in four. I think okay. I I think it's going to go four games. I don't think it's going to go to the fifth game. Yeah, I, no, matter, no matter who it is. I do agree. I, I think on Sunday, we're just watching football, which I'm cool with. <laughs> I It would be much less stressful for me on Sunday as it is a work day for me if I could just be working that day and then not also be stressed about the Dodgers. Though I will tell you a fun story, which I think I've talked about on the pod before. But in 2020, the 49ers played the Rams on Sunday night football, which was also game seven of the NLCS. Mm -hmm. And they were on at the exact same time. So I was sitting in the press box at Levi stadium, obviously covering the game. And then I had an iPad behind me with the Dodger game on with my lucky Mookie bets t-shirt on my lap. And as the game ended, the Niners actually won that night. The Dodgers obviously won that night. And as Kyle Shanahan was coming in for his Zoom press conference, because it was 2020. So even though we were there, we were still doing post-game press conferences on Zoom. They clinched as he came in. And I literally almost started to cry. Uh, but I didn't because he could still see yeah. me even though we were on Zoom. And, and again, I was in the press box. Um, but it was kind of... It was amazing. It's like a sports... Like the sports fan in me. was yep. like, this is pretty cool. And then I made it a point. I was like, I had like this whole idea of like professionalism and what was right. And was like, I'm, I am here doing my job covering the team. So I wouldn't tweet anything about the Dodgers until his press conference was done. And we had some time before the players came in. Oh man, you you were dying to tweet something. I'm sure. Dying, dying. And I was so happy. And then I got home late that night and the next morning got up and went to Dallas for games one and two of the world series. And it was, wow, that's awesome. So it was like a cool, it was one of those experiences. Obviously, 2020 was a disaster in so many ways, but that was kind of a, you know, interesting, different experience. And I, it, I wouldn't have experienced that way if it wasn't 2020. Cause remember at that point, the baseball was in a bubble in Dallas. And so mm-hmm. the games wouldn't have even worked out that way. Yeah. I feel so it was kind of a cool thing. Next time you see Kyle Shanahan, give him a good old Texas fight. His Longhorns kicked the crap out of the Sooners this past weekend. I saw that uh, on your and Josh's Instagram. Yeah. Which is where I get all my Texas news. The Red Rivalry. It was a big one. 
hook them, right? Isn't that what hook I said? Hook them. Oh. Yeah. Give him a hook them or give him a Texas fight. Well, I think he'll appreciate either or. Okay. That'll be the first thing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like go blue for you. Oh, go blue. And maybe say that Michigan is number five in the country. I don't yeah. like that they dropped. I wasn't thrilled by that. It's I okay. really wasn't. But it's okay. Chip on their shoulder. Yeah, it'll be a little a little chip on the shoulder. I'm a little nervous about their game against Penn State this weekend, but big one. It is it's in it Penn State, one. right? Is it, it going to be a whiteout? Oh no, it's in it's in uh, Ann Arbor actually. So it's oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah, it is going to be amazing. And actually, my brother is taking my nephew, my older brother, who also nice. can. So they will be there. So I'm a little nervous about it, even though I've asked nicely that Michigan gives me no stress Saturdays until after the World Series, but we'll see how this all plays out. Um, all right. So you say Padres and four. Padres and four. I think, I think we win game one and game two. And then I think we lose, I think we win the first two in LA and I think we, we lose on Friday and I think we close it out on Saturday and win in San Diego. You may split in LA. I don't think they're going to win the two of them. I don't know. Mm, Do you know what? I'm going to go with my favorite phrase that nobody can argue with. Are you ready for it? Sure. Time will tell. Time will tell. No one. It's such a good phrase because in this, in the world we live in, I think it is maybe the only phrase in the world where no one could argue with you. It's true. Time, time will tell. Uh, so there we go. Time will tell. With that, we are brought to you by Bet Online, which felt appropriate to put in right at yes, that. Yes, we are. Uh, we are brought to you by Bet Online, and you guys, may I just give you a hearty go, Dodgers. Go Mookie, go Cody, go Freddie, go Will, go Trey, go go Gavin, go uh, Austin Barnes, go Chris T- Chris Taylor, go everybody. I think I missed some people, but that was oh, a one. Go, oh, go Bax Monty, go Justin Turner, go Clayton, go Julio. You guys see where I'm going with this. Was there a Manny in there? No, there definitely was not because I think my feelings on Manny Machado are well documented. And I will say that when I was rooting for the Padres this weekend, when he came up to bat, I just kept all feelings to myself. Oh, uh, you know, I think it's funny when Dodgers fans boo him at Dodger stadium, I think it fuels him even more. So, well, we'll see. You know what I'm going to say to that? Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> Follow time. time. Um, Nick, thank you for joining me. I always love thank having you. you I'm, I'm happy to be back next time when I get my bedazzle jacket. Oh, we will make sure that happens. For sure. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. And you guys, make sure to give us a five-star review. Follow us on Fangirl Sports Network. Like I said, we are brought to you by Bet Online. And oh, one other thing, you guys, we launched a new Fangirl NFL podcast called Fangirl NFL Show. And it's hosted by Haley Clover and Sydney McDaniel. And they are awesome. So please make sure to give them a listen and subscribe. And with that, and it's on the Believe Network, obviously. So with that, we'll let everybody go. Bye, all Bye, all Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.